Greetings and thanks for downloading. We want to welcome you to Is It Something You Can Stop? This is the fastest growing podcast that is hosted by us. I'm Mike. I'm Brooke. we got a special guest today, Josh. Hello. Brooke and I are a brother and sister that love pop culture and talking about pop culture because sometimes we agree on this stuff. <laughs> and sometimes we do not. If you want to get in on the discussion after this episode, please send your electronically digital mail to something you can stop at gmail.com. And now, let's see who we can offend. Everybody! Hopefully. Well, for today's episode, we're going to do a thing. uh, We're going to try a new little spin on this where we're calling it Three Minute Spin It. We're only going to spend three minutes at a time on each topic. Whoa. So, let's see how it goes. Uh, Josh, you got a topic loaded up? Yeah. All right, let's start it off. What do we got? Me first? Yeah. Uh, Rogue One. Uh, I can't wait for that movie. Um... I'm ready to know what it's about other than it being a heist movie. And I'm wondering if it's going to connect to the original, to the to the trilogy that they're working on now. Or to any of the other trilogies. Best rumor that I've heard with Rogue One so far is that uh, we might get a hint as to who um, Luke Skywalker's lady friend might end up being. That would be cool. Like she might be a female pilot that he meets and... Uh, Ends up having a baby with. Okay, when does Rogue One happen in the in the timeline? Okay, it's supposed to happen before Episode Four. Okay, <clears throat> so uh, Star Wars Rebels time. No, yeah. it's just going to be a bunch of like unknowns, right? Yeah, it's okay, but they reference them. These are the people that steal the plans from Darth Vader for the Death Star and get it to Princess Leia. So this is a one and done cast. Yeah, and Vader might be in it. Yeah, no, Vader is in it. Definitely. Okay. I've, everything I've heard is Vader is in it, and he is a bad oh, son of a Oh, sweet, gun. fancy molasses. Okay, no, I'm so, excited. Okay, the, the Vader thing kind of changes a little bit, but for the most part, I'm kind of not interested. Because part of Star Wars, what gets what gets me is not so much the universe, but the characters. And if the characters aren't in it, I'm kind of like, uh, okay. I'm thoroughly interested because the world is so big. And there's so much that you can do with it. And it's so cool. Uh, Mike has said it several times. All these people that have grown up with the original trilogy are now old enough to write and direct these things. And they can play in these worlds. Those that love it are now creating it. Yeah. Yep. And now we get to see more of it. Yeah. Who's who's supposed to be in it? Who are the actors? Ben- Who's been cast? <clears throat> Benicio Del Toro's in it, right? No, he's Is episode it- eight. Isn't, episode eight. Isn't right, okay. Alan Tudyk? Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Alan Tudyk, yeah. Okay, I love him. I'll give him a chance for sure. And he's playing the same character from Firefly. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so Wash yeah. is in two different universes. Yeah, it connects Firefly. It totally the first time makes ever. sense because mm-hmm. that leaf likes to blow all I'm over the leaf wind. On the wind. All over the wind. Okay, so I mean, I'll go see it. I'm not that. Ex- I'm not that stoked. I'm more excited about that than any superhero movie that's coming out. Whoa, bold statement. Because. They blew it up with this new Star Wars. I mean, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Let's go. So you're okay with them releasing movies that are in, like, this part of the timeline way down here, and then way back, and then way forward, and then way back? You're okay with that? I've waited somewhere close to 30 years to get a good Star Wars movie. They didn't give me just a good one. They gave me a great one. Okay. And True. Now but you I, don't know this next one's great? I think it's going to be good, though. You have which, faith. Which is way better than prequels. Who's directing? Do we know? Uh, no, we don't. I don't off the top of I mean, of my he's head. been named, we just don't know. And of course it's a he, because... Wait, is sexism. that Gareth Edwards? <laughs> Might be. Yeah, it is. It's Gareth Edwards. Oh, that's the alarm. Three minutes, next, next topic. Brooke, you're up. Ooh, 
Um, all right. Uh, female superheroes being able to lead a movie. Cool. So we've got Wonder Woman coming up, which I'm super excited mm-hmm. about. Thank you, uh, Batman versus Superman. What other female superheroes or um, characters in the superhero world do you think could carry something? Besides, you can't mention Jessica Jones because she's got her own series, but I think that leads to uh, more movies and more series out there. She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Oh my god, I love She-Hulk. So underrated. If the casting's on point, yeah. Yeah. They did a really cool... um, Marvel released a couple um, small novels, small um, fiction books. Like Hard to Hold? Huh? Small physically? No. Uh, Stop it. Okay. So they released some, and one of them that I read that was fantastic was all about She-Hulk, which I thought was really cool. It's kind of like their attempt at YA novels, uh, you know, youth novels. Um... And they did She-Hulk and a couple other female characters, but I think she's underrated. That would be very cool. Here's a head-scratcher. Marvel's already confirmed that the Captain Marvel movie is coming. Mm. Right? They're making a Captain Marvel movie, but still no standalone Black Widow movie. What's up? I have no idea. People Uh, love Scarlett Johansson in this role. She's, She's proven a fan favorite time and again. Why not? In a very serious way, she's kind of created the role for herself. Yeah. I mean, not that not that writers and everyone haven't already, you know, established this role, but as far as the average person goes, they only know her version of it. Any other so. DC characters that could carry we don't want another Catwoman movie with if Holly Berry. Re, if they recast who I think they've rumored that they've casted for the DC EU, as you call it, uh Batgirl could do it. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the casting of Jenna Malone, but I'm just because either. I'm not a big fan of her per se. But Batgirl has always been one of my absolute favorites. So I would, I would kill to see anything, regardless of who they cast, just to freaking see Batgirl. Do you on have screen. reason to not like her? Um, I think she's too rough around the edges. I think she's. Um, I want Batgirl to be sophisticated. She's a librarian. She's a smart girl. And I don't see... Jenna Malone, to me, doesn't always play, like, sharp as attack. Okay. She kind of plays, like, she'd rather fight than think. And I want my Batgirl to think before she fights. Okay. I know you haven't seen the entire series, but I don't think I've ever gotten your true, like, what's your opinion of... Supergirl, the show, and how that's working out right I now. I love her. I feel like she's the female equivalent of Grant Gustin. I think that she is She is likable. She is, she is fun. She is light. She is hope. She has she really is, nice hair. She's, <laughs> all right, Mike. She but does. Grant Gustin, to me, I've equated this many times. He's like a human puppy dog, and I think she's like a human kitty cat. Like, she's, she's beautiful, and she's likable, and I think that's what Supergirl needs to be. She needs to be where the first five seconds you watch her, you're like, I support her. And the I Red like Kryptonite her. episode hurt my heart. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because that's what Red Kryptonite does. Ooh. Ooh. Time for a new topic. Topic, Mike. When we go into the topic wheel, what we're taking a look at now is we're taking a look at uh, House of Cards Season 3. Mm. I think we've all... Have you, did you watch it, Josh? Mm. I Josh you, and I finished it, You guys yeah. watched it together. Absolutely. I watched it. This is going to be spoilers. So Woo! if you don't like this, skip three minutes ahead. If you want to know anything about what happens in House of Cards Season 3, what do you guys think? I thought that was better than Season 2, and it just 
keeps getting crazier. It you know what I? You know what I? Just keeps getting crazier. Uh, now I will say this: my I, my only complaint is I didn't get a really big knock on the desk, but I think the ending was the knock on the desk. Kinda, yeah. But so, I don't think Frank. This wasn't Frank Underwood's season, so he shouldn't season. get a knock on the desk. And I feel like this was a season. And Mike, you and I talked about this before, and I don't mean to steal your thunder, but this was a season that tied everything in season two. It, it made it gave it resolution or gave it purpose because season two at times f- kind of felt like it was floundering a little bit and um and I would say that this season was phenomenal and I never knew how much I loved Robin Wright till I saw her as Claire Underwood and I love to see her strong I love to see her in control and specifically I love to see her in control of Frank was it a mistake in season two to spend so much time with Doug Stamper. Man, I did feel like it drugged it drugged the whole thing down a little bit. A little bit. Even though I like the character, but... I like the character, but I don't like him that much. Yeah, I don't either. The show kind of became about him for a little bit. I don't need to see him doing weird shit where he's, like, putting, you know, vials of alcohol in his mouth. Like, that... that I don't know. Ah, Do your own thing behind closed doors, That okay? was like a thrown away idea from a season of Dexter. It was it was kind of strange. Plus, I'm sorry, but to me, the people that steal and chew up every single scene they're in are Robin Wright and Kevin Spacey. And when they're not in a scene, a little bit of the scene starts to falter for me personally. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, one person that they brought back, I really like the author that they keep finding ways to bring back into he their is, relationship. He's really intriguing, isn't he? He's, he's very, weird. He's very watchable. Yeah. He's great. He really is. I wish I knew the actor's name, but I can't think of it. But um, but you know what his power is? It's his power is in his uh, subtlety. He really observes. Yeah, like you see him just observing and, and kind of taking in everything they do. But that's shocking to them because no, no one pays attention. They're very good at distracting people, and he sees through all their distractions, and he yep. just watches them. But he sees through all their distractions because they let him in. Yeah, they don't let anyone in. Okay, real quick, what did you think of the new? He's kind of the new anti-Frank. The young Republican candidate that's charging up. You mean Robocop? Robocop. I hate that actor. He's in Suicide Squad. I don't care. I'm going to agree with what Brooke said when we were talking about it. There's this one scene where they're both in the room together. (gasps) Yeah. When they're in the room together, Kevin Spacey and Robocop are in the room together. (laughs) Then then it works. Otherwise, most of the time he's just a robot. Agreed. Okay. Lex Luthor and Robocop. Lex Luthor and Robocop coming next season on Netflix. Um, Okay, next topic. Josh, you're up. Okay, this is going to be really out of left field. Please realize that I have absolutely no love for really one of these bands. But what the hell? Axl Rose is going to be the lead singer of ACDC? I just heard this today. Okay, so Brian Johnson is sick. And the doctor told him he can't do anymore because he's going to lose all of his hearing. Which, God bless him, man's been rocking for years. Good for him. But uh, he can't do the rest of the tour, so Axl Rose is like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Timed with the reunion of Guns N' Roses, like the original lineup of Guns N' Roses, I feel like Axl Rose likes to dig his own hole, which if you pay attention to music, there's plenty of musicians like made that. made a career of it. Yeah, but I feel like he's doing it to put off the reunion of Guns N' Roses. It, now, is... 
The guy with the chicken bucket head, is he... No, he's gone. gone. <laughs> Slash is back. Okay, all right. It's Slash and Duff McKagan. Okay. So Axel Rose, Adler, right. So Axel Rose is going to play a couple shows with ACDC as their front man until the he returns. Ten, the remaining 10 shows of the tour. If I had tickets for that, I would be pissed. Yeah. I would be pissed. I wouldn't think it's cool. Not me. Oh, my God. I would be so mad. That's a limited edition collector dream. Like, I, you're going to see... Ten, there are 10 shows that nobody else in the world is ever going to see. And you're gonna see it. If I buy tickets to ACDC, I want to freaking see ACDC. I don't want to see. Seeing with no, you're Axel not. Rose. No, you're not. It's all or nothing for me. All or nothing. Otherwise, oh. if I want to hear him, I go see Guns N' Roses. Well, then Bon Scott is Guns is uh, ACDC. Well, no, he's gone. Brian Johnson's earned. You his, know his, he's been around I, long I, enough to I, earn he's it. Earned it. I agree. He, he's earned it. But so did they don't do the thing like what Journey did, and they they find a sound alike and, and somebody who can really nail it and do what Brian Johnson's done and throw him in there. Well, my problem is like if you've heard Axel lately, I, he can't Does even he have that. He can't even hit his own songs anymore. Okay. So like I don't really think he has any business. So you, you but, hook Gary Busey up to a car battery and you send him out there <laughs> from the, the microphone. The funny thing about it is because the, ever since this broke, people have been digging up these like old early Guns N' Roses videos where they're like doing old ACDC songs and they're hitting it and they're nailing it. But But that but, was like what, 30 years ago? 20 exactly, years ago? Exactly. That's exactly my point. Yeah. I, I just I don't understand it. I, I don't even great singers of today can't hit what they hit twenty years ago. Yes, this is very true. R. Kelly can, but he goes to jail for that. Well he hits it in a different way. Fifteen uh, gets you twenty. Yeah. With oh, piss. <laughs> I'm sorry. So not who would you sorry. put if not Axel Rose? Who do you put in there to, to sub for Brian Johnson? Oh my God! I don't. You don't. You don't do it. You, you put in a refund. You, That's what you, you put in. Yeah, you cancel the really? tour. Yeah, absolutely. You're a diehard ACDC fan. It's your only shot to see ACDC. No, You'd you, rather not see any of them than yes. a new singer. Absolutely, leads like your heart. It's like the it's like the David Lee Roth fans of Van Halen. You don't go see Van Halen unless it's David Lee Roth. Well, it's not. For them. All right. Okay. Well, I guess we've decided that then. Yeah. Brooke, what's your topic? Um, My current girl crush, Lake Bell. Lake Bell. And the reason I have a girl crush on her is because I think she is doing great things in the world of movies. So my first exposure to her was um, Josh had me watching, is it Boston Legal? Is that what it's called? So I saw her in really? Boston. Yeah. She's on that? She yes. started on Boston Legal, and that was my first Boston time Legal's ever. Boston Legal is very underrated. I by remember the way. watching the credits for it going, Lake Bell. What kind of a name is Lake Bell? And then she wound up kind of being this um, unoffensive character that was just kind of, you know, in her 20 somethings. And she wasn't a huge factor for me, but she didn't really kind of pop up on my girl crush meter until um, In a World. That's what it's called, right? In a world. She wrote and directed, right? Yes. This movie that is just freaking brilliant. And starred in it, and she yes. crushed all three. She killed it, and I love her sensibility. I love that she writes women the right way, because she has a sister in it, and they don't hate each other. They're not backstabbing. They actually support each other and give a shit about each other's lives. Um, I don't know if you've seen her in anything else, but I am just, I anything she's in, I'll give it a shot. I might be in love with her. <laughs> I believe that. I, I would support you bringing her it's, home. It's heart crushing yeah. that she's. Yeah. It's heart crushing to me that she's married because she's. She's allowed to be in our family. She's You're phenomenal. Right. But it, uh, it, the other thing is this: um, on Netflix right now, I think it's still on there. You can you can see an NBC series that she was on called Surface. 
Yeah. Do you remember Surface, where it was about the sea creatures? Oh, yeah, and it was all a bunch of mystery right that at the beginning. That was her, and it was kind of Lost before Lost was a thing, and it, it it's this kind of mystery sci-fi story that, that deals with underwater creatures and weird events happening all over the country, and she's a main one of the main character story threads that goes through. She's like a marine biologist that they... There's this kind of conspiracy to discredit her. It's fascinating to watch when she's in it. It's fun to watch when she's not. Gotcha. She she elevates the show. Just like she does with Man Up. Just like she does... <gasps> okay, let's take a second to talk about Man yeah, Up. Because Man Up. you brought that to my attention. I watched it on Netflix. Love it. Josh was in the room. I was watching it on my computer. And I kept like pausing it and going, Oh my god, this is so good! Oh my god, this is so great! Because I freaking... I, again, it's a refreshing twist on the rom-com that doesn't make women look like idiots nope. which she does some crazy stuff because you need that in a rom-com you need like the outs the ridiculous but she plays like a, a unique quirky character she like does it's... and her her accent is fantastic which again goes back to in a world just her voice acting ability mm-hmm. but um i heard I, I read a report that simon Pegg, who plays opposite her didn't even know she was american until the rap party like, that's how good she is in this. And it's just a refreshing take on a rom-com. I would put it right up there with What If, one of the newest rom-coms mm-hmm. that I've seen that just kind of blew me away. And I wanted to watch it again right during the credits. I wanted to watch it again. I loved it. So, Art, three minutes on Lake Bellarup, but I'm going to take a few extra seconds <gasps> here. because of, Cheater! I know, I'm going to cheat here for a second, but it's worth it for Lake Bellarup. It's because you, you love her. It's because I love her. <laughs> um, another thing that we need to take a look at is uh, she's also really good friends, I think. I think this is right. I think she's good friends in real life with Kate Asselton from The League. Uh-huh. Mark Duplass's wife. Oh, okay. Um, who plays Jenny on The League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They're good friends, and they made this movie called Black Rock, which is an independent... It's these three gr- uh, female friends who go out for a camping expedition to kind of reconnect as friends, and then shit goes haywire is on it, the island. What is it on? How can you see it? Uh, I saw it on uh, Amazon Prime, I believe. Okay. You can find it on Amazon. It's online, streaming, on demand. You okay. can find it in any of the digital formats. You're going formats. way too far, but I'm excited. I'm going to check it out. What's your topic? It's really good. Let me get to the topic. Hang on. One second. And You're cheating. You have a list of things to talk I've about. I've got a list of things that I'm talking ah, about cheater. right now. Okay. Uh, let's talk about soundtracks. Ooh. What are some soundtracks right now that are getting the needle to move for us a little bit? Do you, can, can you think of what, like, what are the most recent either movie scores? Oh, first, let's ask that question. Um, movie score or soundtrack with like traditional songs? I'm thinking movies like... So you're thinking like soundtrack versus score? Soundtrack versus score. Okay. Where do you fall? And then what kind of soundtracks recently have you been exposed to that you feel great about? Who wants to start? I'll start real quick. Um, a soundtrack that I recently saw, granted it's not super recent, but I saw it on DVD instead of in the theater, that intrigued me was John Wick. Um, that movie just kind of has, it has a little bit of EDM, but it's got some Marilyn Manson in it, which kind of shocked me. And it's got some uh, it's got some really cool stuff. Granted, when I listened to the soundtrack by itself, it didn't excite me as much as it did watching it with the footage right. of John Wick kind of kicking ass <laughs> and killing everyone in his sight. But it was so uh, it was so well used in the movie that it it made me go out and seek out the soundtrack to see what was on it. Did you get to feel like um, Keanu Reeves was involved at all in picking the music or? I don't know. Have you seen the foot Random. Sorry, it's going to take two seconds. Have you seen the footage of him doing um, shooting practice 
Unarranged? No. Oh, you guys have to check that out. Keanu Reeves on like a SWAT team range kills it. He freaking <laughs> slays it. And it's real. It's not for a movie. He's really doing shooting practice with like a machine gun. And it's legit. Like nice. it scared me. Okay, Josh. I, you know, lately, I, there's not really a soundtrack that's really spoken to me at all. I liked, uh, I, the last real soundtrack I guess I got into was Begin Again, and that was just because it was kind of an oddity, I think. But, um, you know, I think we're going to talk about scores, right, in just a second. Either one. I mean, where do you fall? Uh, scores I or think, soundtracks? I don't more? know. Lately, it's been more scores. Um, I think there's been some really interesting stuff. I think the stuff that Hans Zimmer did... Uh, before he decided he was going to retire from superhero movies, which was just like in the last week yeah. when he announced um, it, it was think, an hour I think, ago. I think he's done some <laughs> done some really great stuff. And then I think um, when Daft Punk did Tron Legacy, great I, score. I think that's oh, a fantastic man, yeah. score. Yeah, I'd like to see them do more stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they don't. It has to. to be the right movie for yeah. them, though. <laughs> yeah. True, they yeah. don't have to. I, I kind of. Fall more on but the it's score not like Hans side. Hans Zimmer has to do something to be known, but that's what he does. He's the yeah. probably the he most prolific. A, he is a score composer is, right now. Isn't he is he? right John now. John Williams of our era. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, I fall more on the score side than on the soundtrack side. If it's soundtrack, I usually go back to the older movies. Like I'll go back to Lost Boys or Fright Night or mm-hmm. something like that for Teen Wolf, even for a good soundtrack. When it comes to scores, though, I'm okay. I like the scary, uneasy stuff that's going to make you... I like being able to collect scores that I can play during Halloween. Yeah. The ones that I would suggest right now for The Witch that just came out, Ooh. that that score is mesmerizing and haunting and creepy and unsettling. Ex Machina is a great score. <gasps> so good! Ex Machina is a great score, and that might be a topic when we come back around, Ooh. so just wait for it. And then... Um, so good. Another one, I, I didn't... Oh, Batman v Superman, good. All right, Josh, okay. you're you're up as far as the topic we so, have. Okay. What do you got? Uh, I know this is pop culture, but okay, I, I know this is pop culture, but we're from Texas and we support our home teams. Yes, and, sir. And we got two kind of big sports things going on. I wanted to one specifically. I wanted to talk to you guys about Dallas Stars playoffs. You you guys excited? No, I've fallen so far out. I don't, I, I hope they do well. I but. Yeah. I'm a homer. I want them to win. But the problem is is that Mike and I grew up at Reunion Arena. Mm-hmm. And we've had season tickets since the 93-94 inaugural season. Okay? Yeah. So Mike and I went to Stars Games since about, what, 2012? Mm-hmm. 2013, maybe around there, is when we kind of stopped going to... We had season tickets. Mm-hmm. We were there for everything. Mike and I got to see the Stanley Cup games both years that they went to the Stanley Cup. We've seen the Stanley Cup banner raised at, at the re- arena. Hashtag humble brag. Here's the deal. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> it. Okay, here's the deal, though. When they went on the last strike... It really killed my love for hockey. So I'm excited as a homer that they're doing well, but I couldn't name you 10 people on the team. Mm. Now, back in high school, when they were, you know, 99, when they were running for the cup, I literally, I remember I was taking my SATs and I got done fast because I'm a very fast test taker. And on my blank sheet, I drew, I remember this, I drew a hockey rink. I drew a jersey and I did the entire roster because I knew it. I from from number two, Darian Hatcher, all the way up to the highest number. Nowadays, I could tell you maybe three guys that are on the team because the last strike really kind of killed it for me. 
It's kind of like, I'm sick of this. I'm Don't make us as a family pay this much money for a product that you guys don't even seem to care about. Right. So that's why I feel. Yeah, we got a little bit of time left. Yeah, what's Sorry. the other one? Okay, um, Monday baseball season starts. Yes. I know we're not all baseball fans around the table. You don't have justice. What's your favorite... What's your favorite thing about going to a ball game, a major league ball game? What do you like best? I love the atmosphere. I love the feel of being at the park, and especially when the team's doing well, and and it's this excitement of, man, this is just we're we're in America. We all got to go. To, <laughs> we all got to go to the World Series. We did. Yes, we did. Was, that was hashtag. Humble brag. Humble brag. Straight up brag. Yeah. Read it. That's yeah. just, uh, we got to go to a World Series but game. that was amazing. Man, that was incredible. Jack came in from out of town. Yeah, it was fun. And it was, I mean, just being in that moment was kind of like, this is the pinnacle. But you felt of... like a group, you were you were a small part of the Rangers family. Yeah. Regardless of how much Rangers you'd seen. So my deal is, you know this. Okay, so Josh, by marriage, like people ask me like, are you a Rangers fan? And my answer is always is, uh, by marriage, I am. <laughs> Um, so Josh has got me caring about the Rangers in any way, shape, or form. Watching I Don't Love, going to the games, I adore. It's just, it's so different, and it's just wonderful. I love the atmosphere. I love the people. Um, Why? It's great. Hmm? Why? I, I don't know. There's something about a night game in summertime, and with the fireworks afterwards, and just kind of, you know, when you're watching the game, it's, it's, it's slow, but when you're at the game, it's relaxing. And then there are moments of excitement, but it's, you know, hockey and uh, and basketball and even football to a degree, you really kind of have to be on point and okay. watch the whole thing. But bas- uh, baseball, you can kind of relax and enjoy okay. it. We're sticking to it. What's the next Sorry. topic, Brooke? Oh, my God. It's to me already? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so the next topic is going to be what is a show on Netflix that you can't help but binge? You have to watch as many episodes as you can until your eyelids drop and you can't watch anymore. And then the next day, all you can think about is, I have to start at episode five. I have to start at episode seven. Whatever. Daredevil. Daredevil? Why? Dare- oh, my God. Well, season, <laughs> season two, and you've been, you've seen some of it. They brought Spoiler in- warning, spoiler warning, yeah. spoiler warning. Half watch. Okay. We've spoiled the crap they out of this. brought in my favorite Marvel Hero. Oh yes, they brought in Punisher. That's not a spoiler though. They have that on the advertisements. I, I love Punisher. Do you love how they're doing Punisher? I think they're doing him correct. And I, and what do you rank him with the movies? Uh, oof. Um, Daredevil or Punisher? Punisher with the movies. Okay. Oh, uh, well. Is he the best Punisher? Yes. Yeah. Uh yeah. Over okay. Thomas Jane? I haven't Thomas even seen Jane that and I already good. know. Yeah. Thomas, no. Thomas Jane's good, people, but I believe... People say Thomas Jane is good, but people are flipping over this guy. I believe Barenthal is the Punisher. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. I believe, I believe it. Um, a, he has dark hair. That helps. B, the That's dude's really a important. badass. The dude's a badass. Well, I should clarify. The reason I like the Punisher is because we're all DC people here, and he is that line that Batman is afraid to cross. That's a good call. And like he is that line, and to be able to see that line yeah. actually crossed, I just it, and there's no return. There's no. The return. interesting thing is, since you brought up the the kind of connection between him and Batman, they kind of co opted a line from a famous Batman story for this season of Daredevil, where he says, "You're one bad day away from being me." Yes, that that's yeah. from a Frank Miller. If I'm not wrong, I think that's from a Frank Miller. Dark Knight story that he told. Mike, what are you binging? What like can you not just take one episode and? and I'm chill loving up? Daredevil, but I, I, 
I been the last the last two shows that I binged <laughs> uncontrollably without being able to stop. Uh, House of Cards season three. Yeah, and then before that, it was Aziz Ansari's Master <gasps> of None. Yes, that was going to be my answer. So, and I got you turned on to that, right? Yes. Because like I, I kept texting you going, Mike, watch this. Mike, check it out. Watch two episodes. It was on my list, but I didn't start it until you said, you got to check it out. I watched the first episode, and it was the whole other nine of them went like that. Just well, go. And I think, like, for me personally, I and, and I think I, I sent this to you in a text. I said, ignore the level of acting and just really pay attention to the writing. And as the season progressed, the acting matched the writing, mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. And I just loved how it was it was realistic, but it was quirky enough to be interesting and not just be mundane. Um, I never knew I cared about in season, sorry, that much. Because as Tom Haverford, he's kind of like this just like special little cute puppy you keep on the side. I'm just a little puppy. But I loved it. I loved his friends. I loved the conversation he had with his buddies. I loved... Everything. I cannot wait for season two. I'm so excited. I'm with you on that. Um, okay, so back to my topic. We talked about it a second ago. Let's Last talk, topic. Let's, let's Last talk topic. for three minutes right now. Spoiler warning. We're going to talk about Ex Machina. Ooh. For my money, probably the best, smartest science fiction film to come along in the last five to eight years maybe. I would say it's in my top five of 2015. It's easily. pretty fantastic. And I was shocked because I I remember seeing like all the promo stuff for it and the marketing I thought was pretty clever because you got enough of an idea to understand, okay, there's an AI, someone's talking to to the AI, this girl, and you, but you don't need to know where it goes. And that's what a trailer does is it, it entices you enough, but it doesn't give anything away. And so when I was watching it, the first like... It's one of those movies that as soon as I was done watching, I wanted to talk to everybody I knew about it. I wanted to say, have you watched it? Let's talk about it. I need to talk to somebody about this. <laughs> so, like, I think I called you and texted you. Yep. Um, Josh didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, have you not seen it? No. I'm sorry. This is such an unfair topic. Then. No, no, no. Go ahead. He wasn't He wasn't really kind of interested in then, it. So I don't I want to spoil it. it. Well, then no, let's not spoil anything he's for not him. Gonna watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I'll it's be not honest. his wheelhouse. Like, it just it creeps the hell out of me. You should watch it, though. I, I just, I can't. But he's right. It has a serious element of creepiness in it. It's not just sci-fi. It's, not, it's thriller. It's not easy, comfortable family viewing. It's supposed to... Now, listen. I think this does what really great art does and what really great science fiction does, and it challenges you to think think it for, it didn't challenge you it forces you it forces you, you to think but then watch after, it and not come up with your own conclusion or thought and even after it's over it challenges you to keep wrestling with some of the ideas that it presents and how do you feel about it and what's right and what's wrong and how does it fit in thinking uh, uh speaking of good art it's beautiful gorgeous it's film beautiful the whole way it's shot from beginning to end i think they shot it in norway like I think the set location is in Norway, which is not shocking. But and this for me, um, I know I've heard time and time again that Oscar Isaacs is, is like this phenomenal actor. I've really only seen him in one or two things. This blew me away. This was one of the things where I finally really felt like I got to see him shine, and he was just so perfect in the fact that he was intriguing yeah. and charming and creepy and scary and too powerful and off kilter and like he was everything in the time he was on screen well and not only does it deal with its own story but it, it does so much to touch on like uh gender politics in a very subtle way without being kind of ham-fisted and hitting you over the head with this stuff yes it it it, it invites you to ask questions while you're watching the movie you, you 
I feel like the movie, the script is smart enough to stay a couple steps ahead of you. Yeah. I feel like the cinematography adds to the story by making it a sophisticated, like, it kind of enhances some of the effect of these questions that you're having as an audience. So let me ask you this question. As a viewer, who were you rooting for? It shifted. I yeah. don't know. Like, I, I kept shifting. Right? All right, that's all. That's, that We're done on Same Ex here. Machina. We could probably talk about it more later on. I'm sure we want to. Um, any last words? Any final thoughts? This was fun. I thought it was fun too. <laughs> um, one thing that might get you to want to watch Ex Machina, Josh, is that it's got two cast members from The Force Awakens. True story. Yeah. Ho Dameron and what's his name? General Hex. Yes, and Hux. And Hux. you know, as you know, it deals with robots. Yeah, it's just got a real Blade Runner-ish vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Ignore that. And I just, I can't. This has <laughs> nothing you've ever seen before. Okay. Well, maybe I'll see And it check maybe. out Lake Bell. I'm just saying. In I, anything. I've checked really? it out. She's, she's my fave. She's my, like, celebrity I, BFF that has no idea. Oh, that's my BFF. You did. And the one, the one movie the that she was in last year with the family with Owen Wilson trying to get out of the... I haven't seen that yet, uh, we, but it looks I've terrifying. Gotta check that, that out. That does look yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Looks yeah. great. Okay, so uh, thank you guys for downloading. Thank you for listening. And three you, minutes to spin it, yo. Three minutes to spin it. And if uh, if you guys liked this or hated it, uh, com- <laughs> comment. Let us let us know by sending some of your responses to this to something you can stop at gmail.com. Thank you for downloading. You can hopefully find us on uh, iTunes, maybe Stitcher. I don't uh, look for us in your local public library. We're everywhere. We're behind you right now. <laughs> so um, I-, I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you for being here. I love you too. We love you. Sleep well. I stood empty handed like a seagull standing.